I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. in the Clone Wars. Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. Welcome back to another edition of Clone Wars, where two similar movies clash to be crowned champion. Two films go in, and only one comes out. Welcome back, guys. I know it's been a little while. I've had a little time off. I've uh, been enjoying my, uh, well, holiday, I guess, uh, I've been basically doing that and not much else. Um, I wish I could say I've been out seeing friends and stuff, but I've been pretty lazy, catching up with some media that I've been missing out on, films, video games, comic books, but people are still about. I'll catch up with them sooner or later. Um, but welcome back to another edition of The Clone Ball. So this is where I compare two movies, and today I'm going to be comparing two very, uh, I guess you would call them, kind of horror and the kind of satanist this part of the satanic panic that america would went through kind of the late 60s into the 70s little in the early 80s maybe a bit in the 90s as well it, it's kind of it, it kind of never went away let's be honest um it's always there in the kind of you know middle america that kind of worry that satan will come and claim their children of evil make them commit adulterous things and evil things oh the shame the shame that would be reaped upon the good, hard-working Christian American um, by the uh, the satanic powers of Satan. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're I'm doing it mostly to celebrate the upcoming release of a film called Satanic Panic, coming from Fangoria. Fangoria magazine is promoting this film. Um, it's got Rebecca Romain and her husband Jerry O'Connellin, um, two very fine actors. Uh, you will know Rebecca Romain from uh, Mystique in X Men. And you will also know Jerry O'Connell as um, he was the fat kid on in Stand By Me and Sliders, of course, and Kangaroo Jack and a lot of other things. You're probably uh, Joe's apartment as well. Various other things. Jerry Maguire. Piranha 3D. I could go on. The list could go on. Yeah, so I thought I thought now would be a good time to compare two uh, older films that have some kind of old kind of satanic cult classics uh, back from the 1970s. So we're going to be looking. So we're going to be looking at um, The Devil's Reign, starring Ergus Ernest Borgnine, uh, Will Shatner, and various other people. John Travolta as well, uh, not to forget, and Tom Skerritt. And also we're going to be looking at uh, Race with the Devil, um, starring Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, Loretta Swit, and and Laura Parker. So yeah, so I think we should just get stuck right in. Uh, what I will say as well is 20th Century Geek is a fellow podcast who is going to be delving directly into uh, the satanic panic, the phenomena of the satanic panic. So definitely check out that podcast because I'm, I'm going to be listening because he does some really in-depth research, uh, probably more so than I do, to be honest. Um, but he's 
he's yeah he's got some amazing stuff coming up so i highly highly recommend that as well so yeah definitely check that out but let's get going so the devil's reign so let's talk about that first um well first of all before we do that let's talk about the reasons why i've chosen these two for a comparison um so the two movies both revolve around a satanic cult um both lead actors also starred in the wild bunch both uh, films hired actual Satanists to work on the film directly as well, and both were released in 1975. So, like I said, let's talk about The Devil's Reign first. So, The Devil's Reign, uh, like I said, starring Ernest Borgnine, Will Shatner, Tom Skerritt, John Travolta, Ida Lupino, uh, Keenan Wynn. Yeah, so this is a more, this is your more kind of supernatural out of the two of the films. This is more, uh, it goes deep into the supernatural elements of, of being a Satanist where Race with the Devil is more kind of, uh, more set in the real world, I'd say, um, more realistic and, you know, could possibly, possibly happen. So, yeah, so this is uh, an interesting one. Um, only They only had six weeks to film it. Um, it's coming off the back of the success. The director, who, uh, Robert Faust, or Fa- Faust, Faust? I'm going to say Faust because that rings in a lot of uh, devilish, uh, <laughs> devilish meanings. Um, so we'll call him Faust. Um, but it's like F-U-E-S-T. Uh, anyway, he directed the two kind of cult classics, The Abominable Dr. Fibes with Vincent Price and the sequel, Dr. Fibes Rises Again. So, yeah, and he was coming off the success of those films and he did this. So he wasn't entirely happy with the script and he did go in and add... Uh, some scenes and going to beef it up. It's quite a short movie, to be fair. It's only about oh, 86 minutes, 87 minutes, something like that. So it's it's not kind of ideal kind of running running time for it. Uh, I mean, it, I, to be honest, there's some parts of it that are a bit lengthy that probably could have been cut or shortened. Um, they could have been more economic with the storytelling, definitely, in, in, within this. But basically, the plot ar- revolves around a, uh, a family who have in their possession a satanic book or Bible or what have you, a kind of a tome um, of kind of satanic power and spells and um, people's names as well, which we find out later on in the film. And uh, there's this character called Corbis, who is after this book, is the leader of a satanic call, is after this book and is hounding this family for for the book. And to, to I mean, it's never really explained why he needs the book, really, um, in the film, but it, it, he needs it to do something, you know, devilishly horrible, um, something from the pits the fiery pits of hell so he yeah so he's uh, harassing this family they, and it, the father goes missing so they're all worried about the father will shatner's the the, the lead at the start of the film uh, not so much later on but he he comes out and it turns out the the father's missing he's been looking for the father it's chucking it down rain and he comes in and then there's a kind of a knock at the door or they hear something and they go out it's the father and he's he's basically kind of ooh, kind of melting in the rain you can see these these kind of melting effects which are really quite good in this film as well um the kind of melting aspect of it and the um we'll go into that much later but it's yeah really good kind of special effects and he's telling them that they have to give him the book give Corbis the book or you know horrible things will happen and then he kind of falls over and then continues to to melt i do quite enjoy the melting effects and they obviously the company spent a lot of money on the melting effects and it shows it does show they do look quite good but sometimes they kind of do 
spend a lot of kind of focus on the melting, um, especially in the final scene. Uh, spoilers. So yeah, that's basically the plot. And Will Shatner goes out and he's very Shatner-esque and putting those pauses in and stuff. So yeah, he confronts Corbis in this kind of desert town. This kind of abandoned desert town is pretty much the set for the entire film. Um, it's just lot looks like a, a leftover kind of Western set that no one's touched for 20 years, 30, 40 years. That's basically what they're using it for. So we we um we go back to we go back to them. Shatner confronts Ernest Borgnine is revealed to be the leader of this cult. And he's quite you know, Ernest Borgnine is quite a likable, loving, kind of you know, warm personality. You know, he's he's got his, you know, his harsh side, his his angry side. But in this he's kind of weirdly creepily smiling the whole way through and it's quite eerie. I mean there's moments where he's angry and stuff, but I think the more eerie elements of the film, the, the creepier elements, are definitely Ernest Borgnine just smiling, um, and it kind of works. And he kind of um, he challenges Will Shatner to a confrontation of uh, their faith, so God against you know the devil. And so he goes into the satanic church, and they try tries to out faith a ton of believers and Ernest Borgnine, who are you know satanic fanatics. He fails. They take him capture and. They start doing all sorts of horrible torture to him and various other things. So yeah, um, yeah, he, he does that, and then his brother Tom Skerritt comes in and becomes the lead of the film for pretty much the rest of the film. Um, and again, and he's, he's it's this weird element that doesn't really need to be there. His, his wife is like got ESP, psychic powers, or something. Don't really know if that's necessarily needed in this. I know she does have visions and can see things, but it's kind of an extra element that doesn't need to be kind of there or explained or put in. I don't know if maybe, you know, Stephen King books were very successful at the time. But yeah, so you got Tom Skerritt there, and he he turns out to be the brother of Will Shatner who's gone missing and the and the mother oh the mother got sorry the mother at the start of the film who Will Shatner looks like he's trying to seduce her almost it's kind of like quite an intimate hug they're having and then and then later on during the torture, his mother's kind of... They, when they get kind of indoctrinated into this cult, they kind of lose their eyes. They have this kind of makeup and kind of gauze over their eyes. So it looks like they've... And, they, and it's quite creepily effective. The makeup is pretty good in this. So they've clearly spent a lot of money on it. And there's a bit where he's like, here, Lilith is here. You know, join in, be evil with us. He's like, no, no, no. And he kind of gives in. And it turns out he's kissing his own mum. Bit awkward, bit weird. Uh, so yeah, he's like, no, no. No, never. Why did I kiss my mom? And so we move we move on to yeah, Tom Skerritt basically goes to investigate, goes to find out, kind of slowly. He, um someone tried to kill him, basically, and when he's investigating this town. The satanic church, the inside of the satanic church, the set is is quite cool. It's quite amazing. It's got this really cool kind of goat-shaped glass windows. And and the thing that is, there's um later on in the film, there's the thing that is the devil's reign, which is basically kind of this earth that had a small kind of TV in it and it kind of it, it does look quite effective you know you can see the souls within it you know inside the urn and it, it does look actually cool and I, I will give this film uh, you know props for its special effects because they are the best thing in it I'll be honest the best thing about this film uh, so many kind of other elements I quite enjoy as well but it's hard it's hard to kind of to say a lot about it I mean it is it is kind of 
it's 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 an interesting film. It's not really I wouldn't say it's an out and out horror film because it's not like there's not a lot of kind of horrific moments or bits where I'm like, oh my god, or like particularly scared. I think there's more of an action element. Like most of most of these films are more kind of horror action, I'd argue, than than straight up kind of horror. Um, there are some kind of creepier elements to it. One of the, one of the more interesting things about the film itself, the technical advisor on the film was was Anton LaVey. And if you know Anton LaVey, he was the he was basically he wrote the Satanic Bible, and he was also the leader or the founder of the uh, the Church of Satan. Quite interesting to see. He plays a small role in the film. He has he wears like a kind of golden helmet. He's one of the like the high priest or chief priest or something, and he is is there. I don't know how um, accurate any of this Satanic stuff is. Really, I think he just like do you, do you want to be on the film? Do you want to fancy being in it? Like, sure, I guess. Because I mean, I don't know if he would want. To be the villain, I, I don't know if you want the Church of Satan to be the villain of the film. I think some of his, I think some of his uh, writings and things were disproved much later on. It's quite an interesting aspect to have him on the film itself. But yeah, it's 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 interesting at the at the very least. You know, in that time period, the fact that they had Satanists come on and be part of the film is quite an interesting element. Um, another, another, another interesting fact about the film was that John Travolta on set spoke to uh, Joan Crather, who plays the sister-in-law of William Shatner and the wife to Tom Skerritt's character. She was uh, a Scientologist and introduced a young John Travolta to Scientology. So you could say this is an ultimate, the ultimate cult film, as another reviewer has said in the past, that he, you know, it's about a cult, it's advised by a cult leader, indoctrinated somebody into a cult. Um, so yeah, so it's, you can't get really get, and it has a cult following, obviously, so it, you can't really get more cult than that for actively cult things about it. But also, probably the most famous thing about this movie itself Apart from the amazing cast and you know its failure at the box office and things, was that uh, the effect on William Sh- William Shatner gets indoctrinated later on in the film as as one of the cultists, and you get he has the kind of eyeless kind of face and the and the markings and everything. So they had to make a mold. So Don Post, I think it's Don Post Limited or Don Post. Sorry, Dompo Studios. They had to make a mask mold of, of Will Shanner's face in order to make that effect and to put it on his face and for it to form fit. And it's kind of an, this eyeless kind of effect. And the mold went on to then, they decided to make a load of Captain Kirk masks, uh, the Dompo Studios. And that mask was then used as well, an altered version of that mask was used in Halloween, creating Michael Myers and the, the one of the most classic kind of horror characters of all time, and one of the greatest horror movies of all time. And uh, so that's quite that's quite. I mean, if not for the Devil's Reign, we may not have had the iconic, you know, Halloween, or it may not have been as iconic as it was. And um, that look at that look alone is iconic. So, but you can really see it in some of the later scenes. Where he's, there's a scene where he kind of tilts his head, like like Shatner tilts his head, and you can see a lot of kind of Michael Myers there in, within that. So yeah, there's a, a lot of those kind of elements there. But yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I do, I do, I did enjoy it, but there's, 
there's a lot of kind of pointless shots and a lot of like driving and there's at the beginning there's a lot of kind of to and in throw in between the the putting in this putting in the box getting out an amulet getting the book out of the hole in the ground and various other things to do with this and it was just a bit there's a lot of stuff that could have been cut to like 10 minutes five ten minutes could have gotten out that out of the way and maybe do a bit more with the kind of characters like apart from the characters dealing with the main crux of the film the main issues i don't really know who they are i don't know like what they're into or you know if they're afraid of snakes or something no there's no kind of character quirks or traits that i could i could remember i just go well that's william shatner that's tom skerritt and their brothers in this there's nothing specifically necessarily interesting about the they don't spend a lot of time on the characters it's more like oh, the cult and this and that and oh melting and oh. and again it's it kind of could have done with a bit more I, I do believe that the writing is probably at fault we again we never really learn why the cult want the devil's reign which is the urn where all their souls are kept or trapped uh no they already have sorry they already have the devil's reign it's the book they want but yeah i Again, it's it's interesting. I mean, the, there's a there's a section where um, there's a few moments where Ernest Borgnine turns into a like kind of goat Satan thing, um, and he looks quite intimidating as well as a as a goat, uh, as a goat man, goat boy. But yeah, he. Um, this, before he gets transformed, but when he's in his kind of cult gear, um, not not when he's a cowboy. When he's a cowboy, he's got these bushy eyebrows. But then when he's in his cult gear, they kind of gel his eyebrows to a point, very much kind of satanic, devilish like eyebrows. Um, and I think that's my favourite thing in the whole film, like the fact that they had to, um, you know, gel those eyebrows. Or, you know, like looking at Thor, like looking at the original Thor, where they had to dye his his eyebrows blonde. Um, you know, always makes me laugh. But yeah, it's it's a fun movie, and and. The there's, there's a lot to, to there's a lot to like, but I can see why it's a bit of a cult. I can see why it's a bit of a cult hit. But apparently, this the film was also uh, funded by mafia money. This is all according to Ernest Borgnine. It's funded by mafia money, and Ernest Borgnine never actually got paid for his work on the film. And also that there was so many kind of cursed or strange going on goings on uh, on the film that um, they never did anything with that subject matter again. Anyway, absolutely no no satanic things. Nothing. I mean, I, I don't know much about the goings-on or the cursing um i wish i did because i always find that quite interesting but i can't honestly say that i know anything else about it I, there's not much detail on it I, I probably have to kind of really delve into the research try and find out what exactly happened um maybe looking maybe there's some sort of documentary that i could find possibly uh, it's interesting enough and i do i did enjoy it the the melting is is really good like i said the melting is really good um if if you don't recognize john travolta in this don't worry because you don't actually see his eyes at any point um so he's i think he's called danny i think his character's called danny but I, I think you would only learn that in the credits he um he turns up and he's like he's probably the youngest he's probably the main one of the main cult uh followers um you know but again you wouldn't notice because the eye makeup and the gauze over the eyes and everything yeah it's 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 fine it's good it's good the the melting effects towards the end that's the finale is the kind of 
Will Shatner shatters the devil's reign and the, it actually starts raining. Uh, and that causes all the followers to start melting into like puddles and stuff. And the melting effects do look really, really good. So really hands off to the, the melting. There's probably more melting in this than any other film I've seen. It's, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 fun. And I, I recommend if you're not going to watch the whole film, just watch the melting scene. Probably runs a little too long, like I said. Um, but it's it's fun and it, and it looks good. So I can understand if you spent a lot of money on that and it looks good. Um, but I would maybe have cut away f- from some melting as opposed to cutting towards more melting. Uh, cut towards this person melting and back to this person, then then to another person, then to two people melting, and then to other three people melting. Moving on, we're going to talk about Race with the Devil. So that was directed by Jack Starrett uh, and stars Peter Fonda, Warren Oates, Loretta Swift, Laura Parker. Now, this plot kind of revolves around a, again, another cult, like I said, another culty, culty thing. Two couples on their way to Aspen to do some skiing. They've got they've got this big kind of RV Winnebago thing or whatever you call it. Um and they're driving kind of across the country to go skiing, you know, to have a holiday. They're both they're all kind of, you know, they're doing they're doing fairly well. I think they will both work at mechanics. They're both kind of motorcyclists, Warren Oates and Peter Fonda. And you know, they're just go, just going off for a break with the with their uh, partners and they kind of stop off at the countryside at one point just to kind of chill out, having a few drinks, just relaxing, you know, as you, as you would with a with an rv you know you camp out and what have you totally self-sustainable they are apparently totally self-sustainable that's one of the lines in the film so yeah and they witness a uh, satanic uh ritual so basically a kind of blood sacrifice if you will and they are seen by the they are seen by the cult and then the chase begins so the race with the devil this is not to be uh, confused with the devil rides out which is a, a christopher lee hammer horror film which is also very good and also about uh, a cult satanic cult um highly recommend that one that's a lot of fun yeah so we're so they they basically take off and they're starting to be uh, they go straight to the police and they're going right well this girl got killed this young girl got killed last night blood on the ground it's everything and the the music in this really rackets up the tension really just makes everything more tense and more more interesting more taut uh, and there's some really good kind of really tense scenes like uh they get the rv kind of stuck in in a in a lake with a bit of water there's like a hole in the, in the lake they're driving over it's not like obviously not a deep lake uh, but they're trying to trying to get it up and out of this hole and they're putting branches down and and things things behind it and what have you crazy tense kind of chase and you do feel that throughout the film it's a genuine kind of tenseness and you know and it becomes more action-packed as it goes on it kind of does ratchet up the tension um slowly but surely but also kind of wrench it wrenches up the the paranoia um much like kind of the wicker man the original wicker man but obviously not not to the same effect not as effective as that film the kind of eerie creepiness of it but it, you still get a sense of it and and which is really cool and and all the characters are really, really well written. Um, it's really kind of genuine the the feeling between all these these actors. You feel like they've been friends for years. Like they've just sat in each other's company. They know all each other's quirks and there's kind of jokes. So that's one of the kind of benefits of this film, as opposed to Devil's Reign, which was all about plot. This one's a bit more, a little bit more about characters, a bit more focus on the characters, and they're very likable as well. They're not. They're not like you know a lot of horror films. You know, like 
some of the main characters or you know sporting characters are kind of knobheads or kind of dicks and you kind of you kind of want them to kind of want them to get murdered so but this is like no they're just like a average average joe people very nice very friendly uh, don't put up with people's shit but generally and they um so yeah they they're, they're very likable kind of they're a very likable group uh, which really helps this film as well assists with that they go to a police, they ex- escape. The Satanists basically get knocked out the back of the van uh, as they try to break in. I think Peter Fonda's got a, a vacuum cleaner or something, he's just whacking away at them. And they leave like a little kind of note there with the runes and a spell on it. And that's that's how they know it's kind of Satanists and stuff. That kind of gives them a clue, um, the power that they kind of become more powerful via the, the human sacrifice. And they go to a library to investigate it. And they kind of relate, I don't know why they kind of relate it to Aztec sacrifice um because i don't think that has much to do with anything uh, I, mean, I mean yeah there's i mean they do sacrifices and blood sacrifices but they're we're in like line with satan i don't know if that's kind of a cross-cultural mistake or problem or something he goes to the, they go to the local police and again the local police are like mm, well maybe you saw this maybe that happened i don't believe you this sounds a bit crazy you know who would think a satanic cult in our small town you know it's probably just kids doing this kids sacrificing cats and dogs and things like that you you kind of know instantly they're in on it there's 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 no qualms about it they're not believing them in any way respecting their ideas not respecting anything they've said and they even find blood they're like eh, could be any old blood and and they even they trust the, they don't trust the police so much that they take their own sample of the dirt and want to get it tested by uh, another county, another police county, because they don't trust the police county they've got going on now. So so yeah, so they go and do that, and yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah. So the chase is kind of on, but it they do ratchet up the tension. Peter Fonda's girlfriend kind of notices more than everybody else. Again, maybe she's got psychic powers or something. It's kind of hinted that she has some sort of aware maybe some ESP much like Tom Skerritt's girlfriend in the first movie in Devil's Reign but yeah it's not really it's not as explicit as in The Devil's Reign it's kind of they still want to kind of ground in reality as much as possible but yeah they kind of uh, so yeah so she's she's more aware of this kind of creepy element so they're at a swimming pool and you can see all these kind of old men leering at her the um, you know she goes to gas station they go to gas stations but she seems to be more aware everyone else seems to be not so aware of it so that's why it kind of makes me think she's got some sort of uh psychic ability of some of some sort not explicit more implicit um or maybe she's just aware or maybe she's just more paranoid um but they go to like a, a country and western bar and they get stared at as well after they come back from the country and western bar they find their their pet dog is dead um they, they're stuck to the wall and they're like and they're like did anybody see anything anybody hear anything no because they know they're all in on it. And that I think that's the only problem. One of the only problems of the film is that everywhere they go and everything they tackle, every moment, somebody is in on it. It's not like they meet somebody who's not in on it and they get murdered or or something like that. It's like every single person, every like every conceivable thing they try to do, you know, that is being blocked by the cult. It's not just like um, you know, the car breaks down or something like that. It's like the they've damaged the car so it breaks down or or they've cut the tires of, you know, uh so I, I think it would have been nice to have a couple of moments where they thought they were being, you know, bothered or hassled or um, stalked by these, you know, these people, but actually they're not. So that that might have been that might have been a bit more kind of that would have kind of given it a bit more license to up the tension or to surprise us and scare us. 
but that, I mean that's that's like a small small thing. But some really good, really good tense moments. Like there's a, a scene where they go back into the RV and they all find they're being attacked. There's two snakes in the RV, and they're 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 just like ah oh, god, and and it looks you know it's really it's a real snake. I don't know how they filmed it, but it's a real it's a real snake. There's two real snakes that they're attacking, and uh, yeah, obviously you don't. Very rarely we'll see their kind of face with the snake or something like that. So it's probably some snake handlers, but even still, they're like the proper rattlesnakes, so it's it's dangerous stuff. I think that's what I really like about this movie as well is that all the stunts, all the moments are all really real. You know, and, and I know that goes without saying. There's no CGI or special effects and stuff, but it gives it more kind of authenticity that you know you could believe that could happen or you can see that happening the car chase in the finale is is just fun so so fun it's really good there's a bit where like um there's a bit where someone's driving a house you know they kind of carry like a giant house you know from state to state i don't you know it's not something that's done in the uk obviously but um, but yeah and that gets involved and there's a there's a bridge just a scene a section with a bridge where a guy gets knocked off the top trying to pour like gasoline inside the rv and stuff and they're shooting the shooting they got they bought the by these shotguns are shooting at the the sameness and throwing their bikes off the back of the van to cause the other ones to crash um they even try to stop them with a school bus so they go like oh no there's been an accident all these school children oh god oh horrible children are fine they're like and then they realize when minute it's a sunday so they plow right through the kind of um the accident the barricades because they're like oh they're, they're on to us come on let's go excellent excellent stuff it's really it's a really fun film and if you if you're after like a i mean it, it smashes so many genres together as well it smashes you know um car chase you know vehicular horror if you will kind of like a jewel or a breakdown if you've seen those films um then you've got the satanic angle the pro- the thing with the satanic angle is it's kind of could be replaced with anything like it's at the start and kind of at the end but not anywhere in between you know you don't really get a sense i mean they, you know there could have been hillbillies it's got that kind of backwards horror feel as well like a deliverance or something where you know then you know all the people are there local and they're in on something and then you're the outsiders so there's that element as well but the satanic if you're after like proper satanic film i would probably go more for the devil's reign as opposed to this um if you want to see the supernatural and the kind of devil in the cloaks and the gowns and stuff i mean again you still get that but it's outside the beginning and the end they could be you know angry hillbillies they could be aliens they could be who knows it could be anything and it would still kind of work um you know any kind of militant kind of white supremacists or something like that like literally anything you can think of could kind of replace the satanic angle um but you know the title is quite nice i like race with the devil is quite an exciting title um those those post the classic posters as well are amazing those classic kind of artwork posters um i'm a big fan of kind of peter fonda and, and warren oates warren oates if you've not seen a film warren oates check out Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia by Sam Peckinpah, an incredible, credible film. Just go out and watch it. I won't spoil it at all, but it's really quite fantastic. And he's a he's a great presence. And I do want to watch some more of his films as well. And he's really good in this as kind of uh, more kind of older, experienced, dour kind of um, character in it too. Peter Fonda's kind of young, more hopeful character as well. So, um, but yeah, it's... 
it's it's really quite it's really quite cool, quite a cool film. I I quite enjoy it. Um, the the sheriff in it, I see him in I've seen to see him in quite a lot of stuff. Um, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. But he's in Predator. He's in the Beast Within, which I watched recently, and Boss, um, a black exploitation film. And he's in all of these, and I, it's kind of he kind of plays a similar role in all of them. But he's he's enjoyable, and I quite I quite like his his kind of relaxed kind of southern acting style. It's <laughs> no, it's a, it's a fun film. It's a re- it's a really fun film. Just trying to think, what else did I want to talk about with this? Not much else, really. I mean, <laughs> the the only bit where I was a bit like, mm, I don't really believe this was kind of was kind of the moment with with Warren Oates where he's trying to convince everyone that they were like, we just want to turn home, we just want to go home and put it behind us, you know, just you know, we won't be chased anymore. Maybe you know, if we go home, they'll just leave us alone. Who knows? And Warren Oates is like, well. Um, you see this ski pole here? You see this? You see this? Um, you know, I paid for this, paid for all this, paid for that, paid for this. We're going skiing. I don't care what happens. We're going skiing. <laughs> so it's kind of like, mm, I don't really believe that. I think it's obviously in, in horror films, you've got to come up with the conventions that the the characters you know have to keep going or can't go home you have to come up with some way obviously there's the the obvious kind of oh our telephone doesn't work oh this one doesn't work either oh you can't contact the police can't contact anybody oh look at that but that's kind of a generic kind of horror trope that you'll find in pretty much anything anyway but it's is what it is but also you know a fun film so let's get on to the comparison so let's compare the two films so uh, i like to compare five aspects of the film writing acting music cinematography and direction overall so i'm going to give a point to each one and we'll see at the end who comes out on top so first of all we're going to look at the writing of both films so who will win this ball let's find out so the writing the devil's reign as as i said earlier the director was not happy with the the writing of the script um he felt that they were kind of making up a lot of it i think that's probably why he had hired anton levey as an advisor there's a lot of kind of with devil's reign there's a lot of kind of not plot holes it's hard to it's hard to explain like i said earlier you don't really know who the characters are you know the situation roughly you know satanists are after them for this book don't know what they want it for but they need this book for something apparently the director added a few scenes i believe there's a there's a scene where it's a kind of flashback into like pilgrim times um uh kind of the witch hunting era he's corbis has um indoctrinated all these people and put their names in the book and convinced them to sell their soul to satan um they belong to satan now he adds that and i think i mean it kind of does tie up a lot of the loose ends a lot of the questions you would have about the film but it also adds more questions and the focus is very odd. I, I mean, I think when they hired Shatner, they were like, right, we need to have Shatner. And I think the reason why Shatner couldn't do the full film, I think, was that he, he um, you know, Star Trek was already a cult classic by this point, I think. So I think he had to go off to a convention or something like that. I think that's the reason they only had him for a little while. Maybe, maybe that's why they need to do, you know, rewrites on the script, perhaps. And that's why Tom Skerritt was brought in. 
But yeah, it's not, I don't think it's a very well-written film. I, I mean, I, I like, again, visually quite arresting and quite good, but I don't think the strength in this film lies in its writing, particularly. Again, like, it's a lot of elements thrown in. There's a lot of stuff that could have been left on the cutting room floor, perhaps, or they could have, again, they weren't as economic with the script and the filming and the timescale of the film as they could have been. Apparently the director wanted to be shorter. I mean, it was already 86, 87 minutes pushing, you know, what an audience movie will pay for. You know, the one at least an hour and a half minimum most in most cases. But yeah, um, that's don't think that's the strongest. Like I said, with race, uh, with the devil, the characters are a lot stronger. I believe in them. I care about them. Uh, I'm more invested in the whole plot. Just the writing for, for race it's a lot more straightforward. It's a lot less supernatural. I think the, maybe the problem was they didn't know how to write supernatural stuff, um, didn't have any kind of set rules for that, for what they were doing and why they were doing that. I think they were just like, well, Satanism here, and uh, he's got a goat face, and, and this is melting over here. So, yeah, just just do that. That looks cool, and we'll do that. And it's almost like they had a, a rough script, and then they were like, well, they have the set pieces, and they just kind of tied the set pieces together almost. But yeah, it's not. Uh, Devil's Reign is not the strongest for writing. It takes itself quite seriously as well. Like, not many jokes in it. There's not many kind of humorous elements to it. I think it's unintentionally funny with like Ernest Borgnine's ghost goat face and various other things, but it's not actively funny. And I think even, even you know, Race of the Devil has humor in it. Even even the most banal humor, there is humor. Uh, and again, we spend more time with the characters, so we care about the characters. These characters are just all of a sudden they're in it, they're, they're thrown in this thing. Thing, and they're just you know interchangeable like tom scarrett and you know will shanner are basically the same character effectively you know there's not much of a difference between them you, you don't get time to learn who they are why they are and why they do what they do or you know any quirks or anything like that at all so yeah we we have that but it's not much i mean it's it's all plot based and the plot's not very strong as well so that does hurt the film in the end. So I'm going to give this point to Race with the Devil. So that's one to Race with the Devil. So let's move on to the acting. So so the acting in Race with the Devil is very naturalistic, very kind of on the level, kind of normal kind of way. Um, you know, they talk in a realistic manner. They act in a realistic manner, you know, a genuine manner. And it's not, and again, it's not, it's not bad at all. It's good quality seventies movie acting. Um, and Devil's Reign, it's very much more kind of over the top and and kind of uh, heightened reality form of of acting. Is it kind of works? It kind of doesn't. Um, it, very, it's hard to compare because they are very different in that way like there are a lot of similarities that's the reason we're doing a clone Wars, but there are also a lot of differences as well so i find it hard to compare it i mean shatner is shatner so if you like shatner's acting then you're probably gonna like devil's reign um you know the long pauses you know shatner is you know love or hate his acting style he is who he is and shatner is shatner uh, so you can't really hate him for that 
it's hard. It is hard to compare these two in in terms of acting. Um, I did enjoy Ernest Borgnine's performances, kind of scene-chewing as it was and over-the-top as it was. I did quite enjoy what he brought to that character. Um, and it's quite unusual to see him in those kind of less lovable roles. And I'm sure he's a very lovable, nice man as well. But, but yeah, it was quite nice to see him. Mm, this is tough. This is a tough one. You know what? I'm going to give it to The Devil's Reign because... You know what? They they go all out on it. They really, really, you know, yeah, it is over the top and it is but it's an over the top subject matter and it's and the and the and the story is quite over the top. It's about people melting and goat faced people. And and there is a, a realism to it. And they do again, they probably could have done with a bit more humour and a bit more kind of character, but the the performances do kind of to do grab you and do keep you invested in the film as best you can be. So yeah, I'll give that to the Devil's Reign. So one point to Race with the Devil, one point for Devil's Reign. On to the music. Okay, so the music in Race with the Devil is it's very tense. It's really it really kind of ramps up the tension, like I said earlier, and it, it doesn't hold back. It's it's absolutely memorable like it's really compelling and it really adds to those you know that snake scene the the chase scene the the opening scene with the satanists it really makes those scenes you know um you know that people say that the the final character in a movie is the music and i i couldn't agree more with race um with the devil um it's just absolutely what you need in those points at those points in time just really kind of heart-wrenching edge of your seat kind of tension that you need in these kind of chase movies and those kind of the tension is you know even people staring at them you've they've got you're on the kind of you don't know what they're going to do you don't know if they're going to like mob them all of a sudden but yeah so and with devil's reign i i honestly can't remember the music very well i I think there was a bit of kind of yeah more like chanting and things and stuff like that but nothing that i can really put my finger on and say that was a great piece of music that brilliant piece of music no i can't can't honestly say that so yeah so i'm gonna give that with race and give that point to race excuse me race with the devil and move it on to cinematography okay cinematography one of the, one of the problems with one of the problems with Devil's Reign is that it is basically on an old western set like I said earlier and there's not much kind of going on there it is what it is it's an old western set it's an abandoned western town um so we there's not much to that the house is very generic it's a lot of desert shots however when they're inside the church when they're inside the satanic church and the and like at night it looks much much better. I don't know why they they shot a lot of it during the day. I don't really get why, but you know I would have I would have stuck it mostly all at night for the most part. But there's a lot of day shots. Um, don't know if that's a budgetary thing or something. Who knows? Who knows? We'll never know unless we ask the people involved. So when we're inside the church, it looks gorgeous. There's like I said, the urn looks amazing. The the costumes, the makeup. So it's it's quite effective at, at that. And that I mean that's the most interesting bit about it is that there's the is those kind of the special effects and the you know you do get a kind of eerie sense um with race with the devil it is basically just you don't really get because it's not a road movie effectively so you're not you don't really get any kind of sets or anything like that it's just kind of you know just at your average kind of route 66 type road you know gas stations diners that kind of like outdoorsy areas so there's not really much to it 
So I think just off the kind of that vibe of that inside that church um, and the satanic, you know, the, there's like a little hell hole. Some of the people fall in in the end, and this Borgnine falls in at the end and the flames shoot out and stuff. And the, t- the devil's reign itself um, and makeup and the robes and the, the pews and everything. Uh, I'm going to give it just, just for the church because, I mean, it, it does really feel quite eerie and almost otherworldly in there. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, Race of the Devil is necessarily bad. It's just not as interesting to look at. Um, but it does have a lot of other strengths uh, as a film. So that one is going to Devil's Around as well. So it's two apiece. Ooh, two apiece. Um, this is it then. This is it, the final decision. Okay, so direction. So the direction is an important part of any film. Um, you know, the, it's, it's the person who has the most say, minus maybe a producer or funding funder of a film. But yes, yeah, so the direction for Devil's Reign effectively <laughs> killed... I mean, the result of the... The box office result of this film effectively killed the director's career. Like, he didn't work much after this. I think he went off and did a softcore porno in Italy or something. I think it was called Aphrodite or something, from what I've read. So, yeah, he kind of took the bare brunt of the failure of this film. Obviously, there was a lot of money put into it. But on the whole, it's not great. It's not a great movie. You know, it's it's got it's got elements that you you might enjoy. It's got actors. I mean, it's got amazing actors in it, but it's just a it's a poor movie on on yeah. Again, moments I liked and moments I enjoyed, but overall I did not like it for the most part. And I think it is down to the directing. There's some really choppy editing. Uh, the editor apparently is Steven Spielberg's editor. He's won several Oscars, I believe. Um, but this is definitely not one of his best ones. It's not ideal. It's not one of the best ones I've seen um, in regards to in regards to just filmmaking. I mean, the, st- the story is not there. The characterization is not there. Again, I don't really blame the director entirely for it i think he probably did the best he could but it's still not good it's still not done well it's not a good it's not a good movie and it's got like i said it's got a cult following and there's fans out there i'm I'm sure i can see why people do appreciate it as a as a cult movie but it just didn't have enough for me going in and i love cult movies don't get me wrong this is mostly what my channel is about is cult movies but this one is not for me but with with race race with the devil the the tension is there the characterization is there the the action is there and it's pulse pounding everything kind of comes together really really well and it's a strong film you know there's a lot of kind of elements in you know like things like red state or drive angry uh, that have you know almost wholeheartedly taken from this film it has a huge influence more influence than devil's reign arguably minus the kind of michael myers thing but you know it's one of those where it just it grabs you like devil's reign didn't grab me race with the devil grabbed me from the beginning from the offset and kept my attention throughout with all the things i've mentioned and and it was a it was a it was a ride it was a hell of a ride <laughs> race with the devil this war has been conquered race with the devil is victorious so yeah so that was our two satanic movies back to back lots of fun um so bear with me guys i am using new recording equipment so i'm still getting a, getting used to it and forget figuring it all out um but i think i've got something that's 
workable now and uh this is a new kind of i've got an audio interface now and a, a new ipad and another microphone as well so uh so probably going to hear a lot better kind of audio quality um we will see um i don't know how how well this is going to turn out but we'll see um i'm i'm very hopeful i'm very hopeful but thank you again for tuning in um if you guys want to find me on the social medias um you can find me on facebook at secret balls if you type that in in the search bar uh twitter it's at dan underscore balls instagram it is spider dan secret balls or one word and this podcast is available on podbean apple podcast stitcher spotify youtube and many many more thank you for tuning in guys and have a great one. Bye-bye.